Welcome to Finish Well Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing your home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, I'm Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Podcast. This is episode 187, Map God's World the Fun Way. And today I'm going to be talking about creative ways to teach your children how to map the world or your country. But we are going to talk about that today. And why do we want to teach our children to map anyway? Well, God's word tells us that the earth belongs to him and all the people who live in the world belong to him. That's Psalm 24.1. And Jesus told us to make disciples of all the nations, starting right where we are and moving across the entire world. Best of all, Jesus loves all the people in the entire world so much that he sent Jesus so anyone who believes in him will have everlasting life. That's exciting. As a homeschool mom, I want to teach my children about the world God made and that he loves. If God calls them to go to Calcutta to share the gospel, I want them to know where it is. Mapping the world is a precious part of homeschooling to me because it's God's world. And by sending Jesus to save it, he's personally invested in it. When we pull out our geography maps and start working on outline maps and finding things and discovering things, we're really mapping the world that belongs to him. Of course, we don't really know what the world was like before the flood because that was such a major catastrophe. However, we can begin with the world itself as it is today with its oceans, rivers, mountains, and grasslands. So when you're thinking about mapping the world and really That is such a fun part of geography. I remember as a little girl, I would love to have the atlas. We we had a road atlas and we took it when we traveled and I could look and say, oh, we're on I-95 and we're in Georgia, but we've passed Savannah. So we're coming to the South Carolina line. And that was so exciting. And I feel sad sometimes because I feel like, oh, my goodness, with all this GPS, then people aren't getting to enjoy the fun of using maps to get somewhere or using maps to figure out where exactly you are. So starting with little ones, I like to start when children are young, when, you know, they're in early elementary, and I'll I'll give them a blank outline map of the whole world. And I'll let them dictate the names of where the continents are and the oceans. So they tell me, that's the Atlantic Ocean. And then I write in Atlantic Ocean. Now, how are they going to know that? Because before I give them the blank outline map, I'm going to, of course, have to show them globes and maps and just in a natural way say, okay, we're praying for the missionaries today in Israel. Now, Israel is in Asia, the part of Asia that's closer to Europe than China is. And then I show them all those places. So I begin to use globes and maps in a way that is very natural with my little children. So by the time I say, okay, let's, where's the Atlantic Ocean? They already have some familiarity with maps and with a globe. 
One of the things I love to do is use puzzles to help children learn geography. Um, I know really I use it with elementary kids, but always my older kids see and they say, oh, wow, I want to do that. We have puzzles of our state, Florida. We have puzzles of our country and we have puzzles of the whole world. And all of those puzzles, as they're putting the pieces together, they're seeing those countries, they're seeing those states, they're seeing those cities and they're figuring out where they go. Coloring maps is also really fun. Um, looking, playing games like looking for the capital, usually on maps, the capital is a yellow star, not always, but a lot. And you can say, okay, look for the yellow star. And then you tell them what the name is. If they can't read or if they can't read, you say, well, what is the capital of Georgia? And so that is another really fun way to um, teach little ones about maps. As soon as they get older, um, enough to, you know, just concentrate a little bit more and be aware of a little bit more, I like to help them with um, making landform maps, a landform map of the world. So say if I'm going to have my children map continent, the first thing I would do is have them put in all the landforms. And then I would have them put in the boundary lines of the countries and the boundary lines of and, and then the dots for cities and stuff. I'll tell you why I do that, because those political boundaries of cities, of countries, they change all the time. Even in my lifetime, we didn't have South Sudan uh, when I was in college, but now we do. So there are always things that change. So when you're thinking about a landform map of the whole world, what would you, what would I say are in very important things for children to know where these things are in the world? I would say in South America, the Andes Mountains, the Amazon River, the Amazon Rainforest, the Argentinian Pampas, or grasslands and the Patagonian desert. Those would all be really important to me for people, uh, ch- children to know what is in South America. Then in Africa would be the Nile River, the Congo River, the Sahara Desert, the Kalahari Desert, and the Congo Rainforest. So all of those would be really important to me for children to know. Like if I say, the Nile River, I want my child to know where that is. You know, not necessarily they have to get it exactly right, but in my head they know the Nile River's in Africa. Then we talk about Asia. I would say the Ganges River, the Yangtze, the Tigris, the Euphrates, the Jordan River, the Arabian Desert, the Gobi Desert, the Manchurian Plain, the Mongolian Plain, the Kaska Steppe, the Himalaya Mountains. And all of those, I think, would be important to know with Asia. When it comes to Australia, then I would say the Daintree River, Great Victoria Desert, Australian Savannah, and the Daintree Rainforest, and the Great Dividing Range. So all of those would be important for Australia. For America, North America, where I live, I would say the Great Basin Desert, the Mississippi River, the Canadian Prairies, the American Great Plains, the Rocky Mountains, and the Sierra Nevadas. So all of those landforms, if I say the, you know, the 
the Mississippi River, I want my child to have a general general idea of where that is. And then finally for Europe, the Danube, the Rhine Rivers, um, the Great Hungarian Plains, the Alps, and the Caucasus Mountains. Now, the Ring of Fire is also important for kids to know because that is where most active volcanoes and things like that, earthquakes um, start, and that Ring of Fire goes around the Pacific Ocean pretty much. We have three states that are within the ring, well, really four because Alaska as well. So that is another place that kids should know. And, of course, the equator, the Tropic of Cancer, the Tropic of Capricorn, and then knowing that between the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn is the tropics. So when I do a world outline map, I start with those basic landforms. They know where those are, and then they can find um, other places in relationship to that. Like if they know where the Nile River is, you know, they kind of know where Egypt is. So anyway, that is what I what I do when I do landform map, landform maps with older kids. I start with the landforms, then add the political boundaries. Now, here's something interesting. When I do the United States or our state of Florida, I do the same thing because landforms are easier for kids to understand. Now, sometimes when I say I'll be doing a region of the U.S. in my God Bless the USA Exploring States and Territories, for each region, they do a landform map. So in those regional blank outline maps, I have the states there, the outline of the states, but no cities and no landforms. So they're drawing the Savannah River that cuts and makes a boundary line between South Carolina and Georgia. And they're seeing that the St. John's River, unlike most rivers, actually flows from south to north and before it empties into the Atlantic. So all of those are things that I think is just a, a safe way to go. Sometimes I have blank outline maps with the Countries already outlined, but still, I still have them start with the landforms because the landform never change, even though political boundaries often do change. So now let me tell you some fun things that we have done with maps to help kids enjoy mapping a little bit more. You can have map contests when we would do blank outline maps in our geography co-op. The girl who is in charge of maps, she said, we're going to have a contest and I'm going to give a prize every continent because we went by continents each month. We did a different continent and the one with the best map will win a prize. And she had little prizes for them. Those maps were works of art. Now, before she did that, I'd always said to all the kids, you know, make your maps a work of art, make them beautiful. But when she started giving prizes, I am going to tell you they were gorgeous. So map contests are a really fun way. Um, another fun thing to do is to compare political maps from different time periods. If you can get a hold of some overlay maps, they can be a little pricey, but they are so wonderful because you could look at Europe 
in the time of Jesus, then you could look at Europe in the Middle Ages, you could look at Europe in the Renaissance, you could look at Europe before World War One and after World War One, and see that, the, let the kids see that all the landforms stay the same, but the political boundaries shift and change so much. So overlay maps are really fun, kids really like them, and I always try to put a lot of mapping in my history classes that always seems to make history just make more sense. We A lot of times we find stuff on the globe as well as looking at maps. Now, another fun thing to do is to cook your way around the world, or if you're studying the U.S., when we study U.S. geography, we cook our way around the United States. And as you cook a dish from a certain place, you can either write the name of the dish in that country on the map or you can color that country in so those are that's really fun because my kids love to cook they love to bake and that's really fun to be able to color that kind of stuff in um, another thing is similar but it's with books we love to have our children read geographical fiction and that's Fiction that's just set in a different time or place, like Heidi is set in Switzerland. And the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, Corey Ten Boom's biography, Corey Ten Boom was from the Netherlands. So all of those books that we read, there's a, a series called The Real Kids Adventures. And this group of homeschooled kids goes all over the world and they have adventures in Africa and Asia and just different exciting places. My husband has a series called The Nolan Kids Adventure. And the first book is in the U.S., but the second one is in the Congo and the third one is in Vietnam and the fourth one's in the Caribbean. So those are all fun places like when my grandson likes to read the books and I always show him this is where this book is set right here in this jungle, right along the Congo River. So it's, you know, very fun for kids to know where books are set. In Florida, we have a lot of books that are set in Florida, like Strawberry Girl, Great the Wild Trail. And so not only would I show them like, oh, this is from our home state, but look, this is where this story takes place. So that's really fun. And kids love reading books that are set in other places. One of my favorite Nancy Drews, I grew up reading Nancy Drews. I don't know if you did, but I love them. And one of my favorite ones was the one set in Hawaii because I've just always been fascinated by Hawaii. So, of course, when I finish reading books set in other places, I always want to know more about them or look at pictures of them or things like that. And we're so blessed now with the Internet because you can use drone videos. I, I find drone videos all the time on YouTube and they're a great addition to geography because you can see a drone of a place that you're interested in. We just um, studied U.S. geography. I teach at True North Homeschool Academy and we, I teach geography and every time we would study a new region or state, I would try to find a drone video that the kids could really see a bird's eye view of the place we were studying, and they loved it. Um, another fun thing for mapping that the kids really like is a game called Satara Online Quiz Game. And you can just Google that, Satara Online Quiz Game, and that is really fun. It times you 
how fast you can like a name pops up and then you can you push the place of that state. So if you're doing Europe and the UK comes up, you press press the British Isle. And of course, it lights up if you're right. But if you press France by mistake, you have to try again. And so you're scored based on if you get it for the first time, how quick you finish the map. And I'll give you a little secret. I teach geography. I've taught geography many times over the years. That is my go-to to refresh my mind of where things are because it's really quick. It's really fun. And the kids just love it. Um, another thing is mapping the bathroom wall. Now, mom, you don't have to do this. This is just, we had taught geography, my friend Laura and I, with all of our children, and we were finally at the last ones, my youngest and her youngest, two boys, and we thought, you know what, at the end of our geography year, they're supposed to do their own map of the world. And we thought, you know what, why not have them do it on my bathroom wall? That would be super fun. And then I could get really bright colored towels and kind of have like a world travel theme in my bathroom. (laughs) So we did that and they actually made a grid. Um, My husband, of course, had to get involved. He was so excited and they did a grid and then they drew the map from the grid And then they painstakingly did all of the countries in the world, um, painted them in, and then we had a friend with really good handwriting label them. But that was just really special, and I'm so glad they did it because every time I look at that wall, I remember um, just it's a homeschool memory that, you know, it's like instead of a picture on the wall, it's just a homeschool memory of how fun geography is and that they were able to learn so much about the world. So all of these are different ways that you can have fun with geography. And I really encourage you to try some of these ideas because learning where things are really helps children. They Number one, it's fun to know where things are. It's fun to be able to use maps once you learn how, and it's great for remembering things because if children can know where something happened, then it, it helps them a lot in remembering things. So I just want to encourage you, um, if you are looking for a geography curriculum, we have a wonderful geography, world geography curriculum, Travel God's World. It's in unit study format. There's living books to read. There's mapping. You learn about missionaries, all kinds of fun stuff. We also have a whole series Um, God Bless the USA, it takes you through exploring states and territories, learning capitals. There's a great, awesome cookbook. And all of that is super, super fun. And we have that. All of our books are available at powerlineprod.com. So I hope that you'll check out our resources. But in the meantime, try out some of these really fun ideas and happy mapping. God bless you. I am so excited to see you next time. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time 
at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.